Welcome, welcome. This is According to Callus. This is going to be a Texit Tuesday and will probably be rather short. Episode 237. And yes, I'm still kind of uh, glowing over the well-received triumphal (laughs) results in the Republican uh, state convention vis-a-vis the two questions regarding Texit. Um, and I got to be honest, I don't have all the answers. I think it belongs as a ballot initiative, non-binding, of course. I think it should be on the, uh, well, honestly, they could have put it on the um, constitutional election, but I'll settle for the primary. Put it on the primary, let everybody vote, and they either support it or they don't. And if they don't, I mean, it becomes an education process and maybe invest in another 20 years. Uh, if they vote for it, then I think our state representatives are at least morally obligated to investigate what's there and how would you go about doing it? Now, I realize that that scares a lot of people. Oh, no, we're going to declare independence. Oh, no, we're going to lose the country. Well, I would tell you, in many respects, we've already lost the country. We didn't get a good and valid election. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody in their right mind believes 2020 was a good and valid election. Whether it was the presidential election or the two uh, state, or I'm sorry, the two U.S. Senate seats in the state of Georgia. Nobody believes that's real. Now, did we bring some of it on ourselves? Sure. I, I fully accept the responsibility that we probably brought some of it on ourselves. And, you know, Texas may or may not fix that problem. But again, you have to use all the tools in the toolbox. I agree to work with some of these people for the Convention of States. I personally have my doubts, but it's a tool in the toolbox. If you're not willing to explore it and investigate what might be useful in there, okay, fine. But then you're not serious about fixing the problem. And that's what Texas is. Now, if you want more information, I don't know. Go buy a book. Daniel Miller's written the book. It's called Texit. It's not that hard. You should be able to go read it. Probably take you, I don't know, three, four days, depending on how much you want to actually read it. There's another book uh, called Let My People Go. Uh, I haven't started reading it yet, but basically it's another man's take on it. Mr. Scott Winston Dragland. There are any number of novels, speculative and science fiction, that indicate a free and prosperous Texas if it was truly independent. And I don't know why that scares everybody. I don't know if it's the the odor of the uh, slavery of the 1850s, or if it's the fear of being lumped in as a neo-confederate, Or if it's just that people are scared without the federal government to babysit them and protect them and give them stuff that we may not survive. Well, I'm here to tell you, you're an embarrassment to your forefathers, if that's what you think. You're an embarrassment to those that fought and died for our independence, both at the national level and in the state of Texas, which was formerly the Republic of Texas. You're an embarrassment. I would welcome you to go back to California, the new Northeast, wherever you came from, if that scares you so much. Those of you that have come here and are supportive and actually want to improve the situation. Hey, good on you. Happy to have you. 
What are you willing to do next? It's not as easy as just moving here and coasting. I mean, we got reports coming out of Idaho that, you know, there's a whole bunch of right wing red staters moving to Idaho because, well, it's a safe place there. But then they go there and sit on their thumbs. They do nothing to protect it. And they vote for the same rhinos that are in leadership there. And in case you're wondering, that just isn't Idaho. It's happening in Texas every day. You have to be involved. You have to get involved. And while we're on the subject of being involved, I want to give a special shout out and thank you to the crew over at Texit or the Texas Nationalist Movement. Their president, Daniel Miller, their executive director, uh, Nathan Smith. And I know there's a number of other people that I'm going to forget your names and no disrespect is intended, but they all signed this lovely card that they gave me. When they send me a little gift basket, a thank you, if you wish. Now, I didn't ask, nor did I know this was coming. And quite frankly, I would have done the same exact thing regardless. Because if you're not willing to stand for something that you believe is right, then what good are you? If you're not willing to fight when the issue is righteous and valid, then when are you? If you're not willing to take a step in good faith for a solid cause, then when are you? Now, I know there are some friends of mine that are shaking their head. There are some other people that I would call mm, acquaintances or perhaps allies that are disgusted at the fact that I would say that I support Texas independence. Well, here I'm going to tell you one more time. Every tool in the toolbox Anything and everything to protect an advanced liberty in Texas, whether it's the Republic, the independent Republic of Texas, or it is still merely a state of Texas within these United States. But none of this is going to change and none of this is going to improve if we keep accepting the status quo. And I talk about this all the time when you accept this stuff and you do nothing about it. We just get more of it. To that end, I've had more than one person question, how bad would it stink if we let Greg Abbott lose? Do we roll the dice on somebody like Beto? That's a good question. Now, my knee-jerk reaction is, oh, I'm a Republican. I'm I'm a precinct chair. We could never allow that to happen. But we're just playing a hypothetical game here. What happens if Beto gets in office and Beto starts doing the same things that Governor Gregg did two years ago? Do you think maybe the Republicans in the Texas House or the Texas Senate might do something about that? Do you think they might rein in that abuse of power? Do you think they might just say, no, you're not allowed to do that? Do you think maybe they might curtail the use of executive orders and the use of emergency declarations? Do you think they might get involved in what's going on? It's a good question. Now, I got to tell you, I'm not enthusiastic about it. But remember, we're talking about tools in the toolbox. And that's, that's tough. I'm not going to advocate that. I, 
I think maybe that's a step too far, but it's a valid question. And it's something you have to have an answer for. It's something you really have to at least consider. If ripping the Band-Aid off, if we consider Greg Abbott a Band-Aid, and debriding the wound might give us a better healing factor. Does anybody really believe that they're done with the lockdowns? They're done with the panics about public health? That they're done with the abuse of power? Does anybody actually believe that? I don't. I expect that we're going to see this more and more because they got away with it because nobody did anything about it. Now you can say what you want about, you know, governor Noam on South Dakota and you know, the guy down in Florida that we really don't want to talk about because it makes our governor look so bad. But all of that is irrelevant. If you don't have somebody willing to stand up and do the right thing, somebody willing to take a risk. There's only so many DeSantis's. Well, we're at it. Uh, And I'm going to go just a tad off topic here. But while we're at it, how many of you are aware that the former president's home was raided by the FBI? Can any of you think of any time that has ever happened? Now, I can tell you without a doubt that there are those that would have argued that we should have done it to George W. I'm not comfortable with it, but I concede the point that maybe, just maybe, there was some evidence there for something. Now, there's a good number of people that would say, well, we should have raided Obama, but we did nothing. We've ignored him. We've ignored all the stuff that went on. Or while we're at it, the Clintons. How is it that the Clintons have done all the things that they have done and not once has anything bad happened to either one of them? They've, have they ever been held accountable for any of the things they've been involved with? I mean, just look at the death count. I mean, how many people died because of Trump? I mean, legitimately. The guy kept us out of a war. He he tried to reduce a conflict. He, he tried to do some other things to, you know, I don't know, not antagonize people that were looking for a fight. And... You know, they're trying to paint him for being the instigator about the January 6th insurrection when we all know that's a bunch of bunk. And here we're looking in Texas and we're saying, yeah, we're just not excited being part of this country anymore. The alphabet soup agencies are running roughshod over all of us. I mean, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the IRS is on a hiring binge and they've bought lots of ammunition. Now, I don't know. What do you think those IRS agents are going to be up to? Anything positive or good? Oh no, I safe to say that they'll probably be joining the ATF in their jackbooted thug behavior. I'm just saying. And while we're on the topic of uh, jackbooted behavior, how else would we describe what the FBI has been up to for the last several years? A good amount of this would be ended by a simple vote. Texas is going to declare its independence. We're going to go our own way and all you alphabet soup agencies can stay with the feds. We don't want you here. But up until such point that actually happens, I need to remind you that every one of those alphabet soup agencies has actually no authority to operate in the state of Texas unless it's granted to them. In fact, they don't have any business in being in a specific county without that county sheriff's acquiescence and approval. Now, let me ask you, do you really think the 
county sheriff of Dallas County is going to do anything to curtail any of that? I think we all know the answer. And you could say the same of Harris, Tarrant, or well, not Tarrant, um, Harris, Travis, and Bear counties. Those county sheriffs are going to do nothing to protect their people. Now, I'm hopeful that the Tarrant County, the Denton County, and the Cowan County sheriffs are going to say, whoa, 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 wait a minute there, Mr. Alphabet Soup guy. Before you go in and do this stuff, you probably need to run it by me. And oh, by the way, I'm going to send one of my deputies along to watch what you're doing. Now, one would hope that's what's going to happen. One would hope that our county sheriffs would be looking out for us and protecting our liberties like this. But I got to tell you, a lot of them are dependent on that federal money. You know, the money that they took from us in the first place and then turn around and give it back as an incentive to do what they, the feds, want them to do. So I, I won't be holding my breath, but I'm going to be wishfully thinking that this is going to be protected in those four or the three counties I've rattled off. But when some of our bright red counties across this state have, I don't know, an old boys network that don't care about the personal liberty and the protection of property in their own counties, how confident should we be? They all see the dollar signs. They see the mm, advertisement that you and your county can get lots of money if you'll just partner with us as we steal people's stuff on the road. Again, there are bad people out there. They do traffic drugs. They do traffic people. Modern day slavery is a thing. And for whatever reason, we don't really talk about it. Oh, we still get beat up over the head about stuff that happened in 1862. But if it's happened in 2022, well, you know, we don't really want to talk about that. The human trafficking. It's called modern day slavery. And if it's truly illegal and people are enslaving other people, I'm sorry. We fought a war to put an end to that. Right or wrong, that was the outcome. We didn't necessarily start the war for that purpose, but that was the outcome. And for us to sit idly by while people are enslaving other people, regardless of their nation or origin, really bothers me. If they're coming across my country, my state, and they're enslaving people and forcing them to do things for an unspecified period of time because they can. Why are we not more aggressive about this? Indeed, why is our federal government cutting deals with the cartels? The cartels are the ones doing this because they can make lots of money doing it. Unless, of course, you believe the federal government's involved in this, which, I mean, if you link into what went on in Mena, Arkansas, you could maybe be convinced that there's something to that. But then, of course, you'd be lumping me in with Alex. I'm not saying any of this is true because quite frankly, I don't know. And I haven't taken the time to investigate it, but it does bring me to the point where I have to question everything and anything I see and hear coming from the feds. And I think back to myself, I could just solve this with a simple vote for Texas. Now I know, I know we get Texas. We got to still deal with our Austin swamp. And we've got a lot of lackluster people that go down to Austin to represent us. I know. And I know lots of hardcore conservatives, these grassroots people. Well, we need to primary this person or we need to primary that person. My response is, can you raise a half a million dollars? 
Because if you can't or you're not willing to, I don't want to hear about it. Especially while we're part of the United States, we can't help to fix Texas unless you're willing to put a whole lot of skin in the game. And I don't know about you, but I don't have a half a million dollars laying around. Now, maybe there's some guys further out in West Texas. Maybe there's some people in East Texas. I don't know. Maybe there's a couple of uh, multi-millionaire billionaires down by Austin or South Dallas or, I don't know, maybe even down in Houston. They could pony up and actually get some good constitutional liberty-orientated conservatives to run and get in office and fix some of these issues. But I think... What we're really seeing is they're more interested in protecting their own backsides. They're really more interested in feathering their own nest. And I guess as long as it's benign and it doesn't mistreat the rest of us, just, you know, Jane and Joe citizens, we shouldn't get too terribly bent out of shape. I mean, that's kind of how the world works. The people in control look to stay in control and they feather their own nests. And as long as they're not abusing their people, those people tend to accept it. And I'm willing to accept some of it. But when you come and you abuse our rights and our properties, that's a problem. And I really, really don't want to go to the Last-ditch option. Independence is far easier. Independence will lead to far less bloodshed. Independence will give us a whole lot of options to fix a whole lot of things. Because, you know, quite frankly, there's a lot of people that would be upset and are not enthusiastic about being part of a Texas republic, to which I would say, there's the door. Hey, you know, go on over to California, go to Georgia, go to New York, go to Illinois. Heck, if you want, you can go to South Dakota. Now, I'm sure they're not going to be super enthusiastic about you there, much like Florida, but you've got lots of options where you can go if you don't want to join Texas in their Texas. I get it. You're afraid. Or you're not interested. Or maybe you just disagree. Well, if you just disagree, go to Oklahoma. I mean, it's close enough. Call it Texas North. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I let the cat out of the bag? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Oklahoma... And Arkansas and Louisiana would probably follow us or join us in independence if we want. But that's another story. I'm confident that there is enough information out there. And there's enough positive things to be gained by doing this. That we can make a valid good argument and that we should bring it to a vote. And you know, when I open up the gift package and it says, Thank you for all your work on Texas independence, on our mission, on the movement. I think to myself, how cool is this? This organization is an amalgam of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, John Hancock, Sam Adams, and then just because, you know, it's Texas, we're going to lump in a little bit of Sam Houston, And, well, Patrick Henry. These are the people that make up the modern Texas movement. Their their spirit lives on in the leadership team. They want liberty. They know that liberty can be had if we just embrace the idea of Texas. 
We don't need to know all the details. We can sort that out. You're worried about Fort Hood? I'm not. We can figure that out. You want a semi-autonomous region? Call it Houston and all you libs and people that are worried but still want to get the benefits of being in Texas but you know don't want to worry. Go to Houston. Houston love to have you. We'd love to have you in Houston. There are ways to work these things out. There are ways that we can work together to improve things. But you have to be willing to think outside of the box. You have to be willing to accept the things that you're told are no bueno. And I'm here to tell you. Careful who you listen to. You need to know their motivations. And I think the people that don't want us to explore this are really the same ones that want to take your liberty. They want to enslave you to debt. They want to enslave you to their power and their authority. And when that next time around they come and close down everything, you just have to be willing to say no. You need to understand the spirit of Davy Crockett. Hmm? Jim Bowie. Those are guys that laid it on the line. Now, whether whether the myth behind the Alamo is absolute fact or 90% fact, don't know. I wasn't there and neither were you. But Mr. Travis was there and his namesake county is embarrassing him every day. We have to stand for something. We have a very easy opportunity to make that happen if we will just work towards liberty. And that liberty is easily attainable by a number of different ways. Much like we have the tool in the toolbox of Convention of States, we have the tool in the toolbox of Texit, we have the tool in the toolbox that says, we're going to censure you because you're a terrible representative or you're a terrible senator. We're going to censure you because you're not doing what we sent you to do. In fact, we ought to think about recalling some of these bozos that go down there claiming to be one thing and then do another. But we're not there yet. Until we reassert our authority, we the people, we have this power. It's laid out in our Texas Constitution and we should not be afraid to exercise it. Nobody's advocating a civil war. Nobody wants a bunch of people to die. In fact, I think this is a good way to avoid this. It's called a civil divorce. With that, I'm going to cut it short. I think I've about covered it. And uh, again, special thanks to the uh, Texas crew for the nice little, nice little gift box and more power to you folks as you carry on in the spirit of our founding fathers, both of our country and the Republic of Texas. With that, this was episode 237, the Texas Tuesday, if you will, and I will see you on the other side.